Welcome to Stat Stories, where we take a deeper look at statistical intrigues throughout professional sports. My name is Chad Shanks. And I am Justin Kabatko. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. Hopefully you'll like it. If not, I'm sure you'll let us know on social media because everyone is just so nice on social media. But today we are going to do a draft. We're going to do our own little type of draft here where we are looking for the best teams of shooters in the NBA. So each of us is going to make it make our own team picking one player at a time until we have the best team of shooters. But there are a few little caveats which we'll explain as we get this thing going. This is going to be episode eight, Pick and Pop. All right, so before we get started with our draft, it's important for us to explain what we're setting out to do here. So we're not just trying to pick the 10, 12 best shooters in NBA history, which is a which will be fun in in and of its own. And we're going to hit some of those same players. But what we're trying to do is assemble a team with two front two backcourt players, three frontcourt players, and then a sixth man or a wild card all based on shooting abilities, right? So we're not just looking for the best three-point shooters, the best free throw shooters. We're trying to assemble a team that is cumulatively some of the best shooters in NBA history. So we're gonna be looking at a whole bunch of stats. We're gonna be looking at their field goal percentage, their effective field goal percentage, free throws, three-pointers, true shooting percentage, and of course a little subjectivity is going to come into play as well because we're drafting these and then we're going to explain to each other why we picked who we picked and give the other person a chance to argue and mock accordingly all right so justin let's explain a little bit what's the format that how we're going to do this okay so you've already touched on the roster so your roster has to have two backcourt players three frontcourt players and then one sixth man or wild card player um, so we'll just do a, a standard draft, six rounds. Uh, we'll flip to see who picks first. The person who picks first will just pick first at the start of every round, just like the NBA draft. Um, and as you said, after each pick, we'll sort of uh, defend our selections, or if we're the other person, we'll mock the selection. I like it. All right. And again, we have no idea who the other has picked. And if Justin makes picks a player, then he's off the board. I can't pick him, and vice versa. So we can steal each other's picks, and at the end of this, we're going to post our results on our blog at blog.statmuse.com, and you guys can tell us, you know, we'll set up a way you can vote and tell us who picked the best team, who, who picked the all-time best shooting team. All right, so the ceremonial coin flip's about to happen. Justin has a coin. He's going to flip it. I do. Wait here. I'm going to hold it up here. No one else can see this, but you can see it. It's a fair coin. It's a penny. Yeah, heads, heads tails, it. right? Okay. It's not a trick coin. No. All right. Okay. Chad, are you ready? Call. Flip it. Heads. It is tails. All right. You got first pick. But you have I'm to do it. This is a draft. So you have to do it um, formally, like you're the commissioner, like you're Adam Silver. You have to say, with the first pick in the all shooting team draft the stat muse all shooting team draft justin what's your team name do we want to have team names oh gosh i didn't have put any thought into that so no let's not right. do my team my team it's going to be shooters so my team is going to be team mcgavin for shooter mcgavin and yours will be team jennings for shooter jennings which are the sure. only two people i can think of named shooter one of which is not a real person uh, there used to be a guy named shooty babbitt that played for the oakland A's, but that was baseball so anyway 
With the first overall selection in the shooter's draft, I will take, and this is going to be an upset, Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, man. So, <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, yeah, go for it. Let's hear your okay, reasonings. So, so, first of all, you're going to need somebody who can play the post. Dirk's perfect for that. He's seven feet tall. He can rebound a little bit. Dirk has 1,701 career three-pointers made, most ever by a big man. He's got the second most three-pointers made among all players who average 20-plus points per game. So not only am I getting a guy who can shoot the three, but he can also score for me. Okay, so, get, so you, you, know, you need someone who's going to use up uh, a, a large percentage of your possessions. He'll do that for me. He doesn't just shoot threes. He also is a good free throw shooter. Almost 88% for his career. That's highest ever for a big man. And he's one of seven players in NBA history to put up a 50-40-90 season. In other words, 50-plus field goal percentage, 40-plus three-point percentage, 90-plus free throw percentage. So tell me why I'm wrong. So, all right, in my, in my draft strategy that I was thinking about, all right, I said... If I got the first pick, I knew who I was going to pick. And if I got the second pick, that second pick was going to be Dirk. Because based on the the parameters that we've set, if you, you have to have big men. There is not a better shooting big man in the history of the game than Dirk. Even though, man, at times his shot is just so freaking ugly. And it'll have that little hitch, that little hitch in it, that little pause. And, um, and he's got like the kind of going off one leg yeah, backwards, you know. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's fading away, but never leaving the ground, and and just his goofy ass face, you know. But Dirk, there there hasn't been another player like him, and yeah, he would have been my second pick if I didn't get the first pick. But now, since I do have my 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 choice, I don't see how there's any other choice you could have made at this point, especially with what's been happening recently. So, okay, I'm marking up for Tony Allen. Then is that yeah, is that where you're going? <laughs> I will take. DeAndre Jordan. Okay, I can't even say that jokingly. One that is one thing joking about picking DeAndre Jordan. One thing that we take into consideration: if you just search on StatMuse, like the highest field goal percentages by players, DeAndre Jordan, like for his career, has one of the highest field goal percentages of any player ever. But you got to take into account that he is dunking most of his buckets in and taking very you know, very high percentage shots. So yeah, those shots within like a three foot radius of the rim aren't, aren't, uh, yeah, don't so have the he, highest degree of difficulty. Yeah. So when DeAndre Jordan is airballing multiple free throws in a game, then, you know, that kind of eliminates him from being considered as, you know, in your, your team of shooters. But so with my first pick, this is a no brainer and I can't believe he fell to me all the way to the second pick. I'm going Steph. Steph, I think, has already accomplished enough to be to be called the best shooter of all time. That there's there hasn't been another player in the NBA that can do what he does. And if you look, we already have the we posted the all the records that he broke this season, all the shooting records and every, the three point most threes in a season, most threes in a game. He tied that. All the stuff that he's done. But you also look. He had the highest true shooting percentage ever by a player who scored 30 points a game in a season at 60, 66.9%. So he did, he did everything. everything. Everything that involves shooting, he has revolutionized and has done better than anyone. So thank you for giving me 
Steph Curry to build my my shooting team around. I am I'm already surprised by how this is going. I mean, there's not much I can say to ridicule this selection. Obviously, it's a good selection. So one little nugget I wanted to bring up because I was doing research for all these guys. So Curry, it took him 477 games to reach 1,500 career three-pointers made. That's 184 games faster than any other player. So like more than two seasons worth of games. It's just amazing. Yeah, and he's on my team now. Okay, that's fine. Your your front court's going to be in trouble though because with the first pick in the second round, I select Larry Bird. Ah, okay. All right, Larry Legend. Okay, so Larry Legend. Not much needs to be said, but I'll say a few things anyway. So before Larry, there was really no such thing as a 50-40-90 season. He put up the first two 50-40-90 seasons in NBA history. First three NBA three-point contests all won by Larry Bird. And, you know, there's a famous story about before the first one where he kind of walked in the locker room, everybody's there getting dressed, getting ready, and he was like, okay, who's going for second place today? So got that. Um, Now, Bird's three-point percentages may not look fantastic compared to some of the percentages being put up today, but if, if you adjust for era, so if you adjust for what the league average was at the time, Bird is actually fifth all-time in three-point percentage. And he also, you know, besides just the great shooting from the field, also a good free throw shooter, great free throw shooter. Bird finished in the top 10 in free throw percentage 11 consecutive times. That's the fourth longest such streak in NBA history. So now now I got my center. I got Dirk at center and I got Bird at power forward. Those are probably the two toughest positions to fill on this team. And I got them covered now. All right. Well, we're classifying Dirk as a center. You're going to have a you're going to have a pretty small team. So I'm going to be tall. Uh, yeah, but he he can't even jump seven inches off the ground. <laughs> You're seven so, feet tall. You don't need to. All right, so Dirk is definitely not going to be able to guard uh, who I'm going to pick with my second pick. So I I'm already seeing some of the best front court shooters being being taken away. So I'm going to grab one who. I think a lot of people don't think of whenever you whenever you're considering some of the best shooters in the game, but he had the most unstoppable shot in NBA history. So I'm going to pick at my center Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because the hook shot is a shot. Is it not? It is a shot. And we said we're not just counting three-pointers. We're not just counting... You know, your typical shooters, we got to build a team around people who can shoot. And so you look at players in their career who average 15 field goal attempts per game. Kareem is second, his second all time, only to Shaquille O'Neal, who we know didn't take anything that even remotely considered a shot. Second in, in what? Field goal percentage? In, in career field goal percentage. Oh, players okay. who average at least 15 field goal attempts per game. So he's shooting a lot, but he's making them at a pretty high rate. So. Is a hook shot not a shot? Well, okay, but you were talking about DeAndre before. A dunk is a shot, right? A dunk is not a shot. A dunk is a dunk. A dunk is just dunk is just dropping the ball in there. It's not a shot. Kareem was turning around with guys in his face, and the ball was leaving his hands from 15 feet out a lot of times. His arm is going up, and the ball is leaving his hand on an arm. Yeah, I'm familiar with the hook shot. That's a shot. Do I need to? Do I need to? Just map this out for you. That is a shot. What kind of free throw shooter was Kareem? Uh, he, 
he wasn't the best you know it was around 70 percent or so 70 something like that so he didn't have the best numbers there so i'm going to take a, a dip on that if this if we're setting this up like it was a roto fantasy league yeah i'm going to take a few points off of there but i'm going to have one of the best scoring the most efficient shooting big man ever according well, to he, those stats he'll, he'll have fun chasing dirk around the three-point line can't wait well, to he's just that. gonna he's gonna back Dirk up into the paint and just turn around and just drop it right over him. It's okay. Three is greater than two. I'll take that math. <laughs> All right. How many how many career points does Dirk have? How many how many does Kareem have? He has fewer than Kareem, but then and again, so does every other player <laughs> in NBA history. All right, your turn. Ready for the start of round three? Round three. All right, first pick, round three. I will take, and I better get my backcourt uh, going here. I will take Steve Nash. Mm, Steve, I was hoping he would fall to me a little bit. Let's talk about Steve Nash. Let's who's... talk about Steve Nash. Because, you know, like, our our picture of Steve Nash is this sort of ball-handling wizard who was great at setting up teammates. Um, and that's true, but that's only part of what he could do. The guy was a phenomenal shooter. He was phenomenally efficient from the floor and the free throw line. So we were talking before about Bird having two 50, 40, 90 seasons. Nash has four. Four. Yeah. So, I mean, and no one else has more than two. Bird has two. No one else has, has more. Um, so that's, that's just crazy. For his career, he almost averaged 50, 40, 90, which is insane. As far as free throw percentage goes, he's only the best of all time. 90.4%, just like decimal places ahead of Mark Price on the all-time list. And he's only he's one of only two retired players to shoot at least 50% on two-pointers, 40% on three-pointers, and 90% on free throws for his career. Yeah, and um, I, have, I had Nash pretty high on my list because if you put in like you say if you put in all of his career stats like his field goal percentage free throw percentage three-point percentage true shooting effective field goal put all those in for steve nash in the stat muse and see if there's any other players that that match him there are not he's the only player in nba history to have his level at those numbers no one else has come close and if you lower him a little bit like you said to um like I lowered it, his um, field goal percentage to 45, free throw to 90, three point to 40, true shooting to 60, EFG to 50, and there's only two players that meet all those numbers, and that's him and Steph Curry, who and Steph's still active, so those there's a chance those numbers could fall, and Nash will be the only one. Yeah, when you think of Nash, when I think of Nash, I remember you know his hair flopping down the court as he's running and you know throwing passes off his elbows, and it was his his playmaking that was remembered most. But yeah, he was effective as hell as a shooter. So yeah, I'm a little disappointed that I missed out on him. I, I kind of wanted him. But again, I'm I'm going to have a reactionary pick. And if you're just going to let him fall, if you're going to let him fall to me this far, I'm going to pick up Ray Allen. I don't, I don't see how Ray Allen has made it this far. The all-time leader in three-pointers. A guy who could... Not just shoot the three, by the way. I was looking through his um, shot charts through his career. Guy shot from everywhere. He shot, he pulled up from the mid-range, pulled up a lot, like baseline two-point jumpers. He was shooting the ball from 
everywhere, not just threes. Compare that to like Steph's shot chart this year, where you see it's just a, a cluster around the three-point arc and then and then layups and mostly empty in the middle. Ray could shoot from anywhere, and Ray still has, to me, one of the most, I don't know if it's the best three-pointer ever made, but, I mean, it's up there, the one in the finals where Chris Bosh got that rebound and kicked it out to him, and he hit the shot to beat the Spurs in that one game. Yeah, Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth was a shooting machine. So I and, think, and, you know, he also was not just a guy who, well, at least later in his career was, but early in his career, he was not just a guy who stood around and, you know, spotted up at the three-point line. I mean, he was a legitimate all-around great player. Yeah, I'm happy to have a backcourt right now of Steph Curry and Ray Allen for an all-shooting team. So I'm going to go ahead and take the, the check mark on that one. I don't know who you're going to pair with Steve Nash to create a better backcourt than that, but I'm going to go ahead and... I've won backcourt, so go ahead and just pick your next one, and we'll and we'll just sigh and say, "Oh, he tried." Okay, but I still have the front court that just is superior to what you have. So, and also I have Nash and Nowitzki back together again, and I think we should. Oh, that's good. They should recreate that iconic yeah, photo <laughs> where yes, <laughs> with them and Mark Cuban with the cowboy hat on. Oh well, yeah, great. but I'll I'll be in the cowboy hat instead of Cuban. Okay, that, yeah, that would be, <laughs> that makes just, sense. We'll, uh, we'll Photoshop that. Okay, what are we in here? We're in round four? Round four. Okay, so I'm actually going to take a guy who was very similar to Allen, and that would be one Reggie Miller. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got Steph, and you got Allen in your backcourt, and that's pretty good. But I've got Nash and Miller. That's pretty good, too. So, Reggie, what can you say about Reggie? So, before Allen, Ray Allen came around and broke his record, Reggie... Held the record for most career three-pointers made, 2,560. He had 15 different seasons where he made at least 100 three-pointers. That's tied for second all-time. Actually, this is interesting. So who do you think is first on the list? Most seasons with 100-plus three-pointers made. Who's currently the most? No. So in his career, who had the most seasons with 100 or more three-pointers made? I mean, I would have guessed Ray Allen. Yeah, that's it. Okay, now this this one's interesting, though, so... Reggie Miller's second with 15, but he's tied with someone. Who's he tied with? Steph already? Yeah, seven, yeah Steph, that's, that's amazing about Steph. He has 15 in only seven seasons. Yeah, it's just incredible. Um, let me think. 15 seasons, 103 points a season. Jason Terry. No, you probably won't get this if I give you 10 guesses. It's Paul Pierce. Oh, really? Yeah, I was surprised by that. Oh, yeah, you definitely don't think of him as a three-point marksman, but he has done his fair share. Yeah. So anyway, back to Miller. Um, You know, Miller also, once again, he's not a guy. He's like Ray Allen. He's not just a guy who in his prime is standing around waiting to shoot three-pointers. I mean, he was averaging 18 points per game every season. Efficient shooting. Free throw shooting is great. He had eight seasons where he hit at least 90% of his free throws. That's tied for the most all-time. And then he also got to the free throw line quite a bit. So he had eight seasons where he had at least 153 pointers made and 300 free throws made. And that's three more than any other player has ever had. So, you know, like I said, not just standing around shooting threes. He's a part of the offense. He's shooting threes, making threes. He's getting to the line, making his free throws. Just a really, really good all-around player. I think very underrated as well. Yeah, no, good pick. I think Reggie Miller... Does, I mean, he was in the Hall of Fame, but I still think he doesn't get enough credit for how much 
he helped change basketball and how much he set the table for what the NBA has become. And I, I mean, I loved Reggie Miller as a, you know, teenager watching the, those Pacers teams make those playoff runs. Loved Reggie Miller because he was, everyone talks about nowadays Steph being so popular because kids can identify with him and like, you can't dunk the ball like Shaq or you can't fly like Jordan, but everyone can get out there and try to shoot threes like Curry. And that was, that was me in junior high trying to shoot like Reggie Miller because, you know, cause I could, I was, you know, fat and couldn't jump. So I couldn't, I couldn't do any, anything else athletic, but man, I could stand up there and shoot and pretend to be Reggie Miller. So. Well, right. Yeah. yeah I mean, like he, he was relatable, right? Like he's not, I mean, I guess all things considered, he's, sort of a handsome guy but he's you know he's kind of got the big ears and the really small head and he's really skinny you know what i mean like like he doesn't like he's not this adonis out there like yeah. it's you know what i mean he just kind of like i said you know this this skinny normal looking dude who just could could shoot like no one i mean he was just, such an a-hole just such a non-stop talking just jerk on the court. But that was fine I, with me because I, 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 I usually don't like that stuff, but I hated the Knicks. So I, I was glad that like yeah. that he the Knicks were often his, his, the target of his uh, verbal abuse. Yeah. Could you imagine Reggie Miller, prime Reggie Miller in the Twitter age, like how much people would be all over him for not being classy and not respecting the game and when he held up the choke sign, you know, to the Knicks, that would have been all, that would have been four days worth of talking heads talking about how bad he is for the game and blah, blah, blah. I loved it. I loved Reggie Miller. Still the world a better place without Twitter. Uh, well, (laughs) I'm not going to, I don't want to go down that road. (laughs) I have my opinions on Twitter. Anyway, my pick fourth, fourth round. All right. With my fourth round pick, I'm going to go a little old school which some of this guy's stats can't match up to some of other players because they didn't exist. So I'm going to choose fourth round pick for my front court. I'm going to choose old school Rick Barry. I had him on my list. I, I thought going, he was going to be a stealth pick, but you no, beat me to it. I am snatching him, and here's why. Number one, shot free throws underhanded, which is just badass. Number, yeah, he, he gets like 10 bonus points for that. Just badass. And number two, he has he had the highest career free throw percentage by a front court player who's played at least 500 games, shooting 89.9% underhanded free throws. So, of course, we don't have three-point numbers for him or things like that because it didn't exist. And some of the more advanced stats for him may not be a calculatable or on par but man rick barry you want to talk about old school just pure shooter but actually you know what so actually his the very last season of his career when he's 35 years old so this is 79 80 this is the year they introduced the three-point shot barry actually finished second in the league that season with 73 oh man i didn't even see that yeah 73 three-pointers made oh so, my god that makes me look so much smarter thank you <laughs> that makes me look so much smarter for picking him Yes, Rick yeah, Barry. Fig- I knew, figures I, knew, I have to come up with the facts that make Rick you look Barry, smarter. That's somehow time, appropriate. Yeah, I knew the whole time that he was a great three-point shooter and if he would have been given the shot. Yeah, so Rick Barry, what a great three-point marksman, as I've proven here. I think that's evidence that had the three-point shot existed while he was in his prime, 
he probably would have been one of the top shooters, you know, comparable to guys like Reggie Miller and Ray Allen and, and well, no one's comparable to Steph, but, you know, those types of guys. Yeah. And I just like that I had the underhand shot and the sky hook, both on my team. So, and I have Steph. So we're talking about from watchability. I mean, my, my, my team's got that going on. Okay. You, you, it's, yeah. All right. Fifth know. round. Fifth round. Fifth round. Okay. So this is going to be a tough one for me, but I think what I will do is I will choose Peja Stojakovic. Oh, he was on. I had him on my list. All right. So Peja Stojakovic. So first of all, just looking at players who made at least 40% of their three pointers in their career. Peja has the third most three-pointers made among that group. So not only is he making them, you know, at a very high percentage, he's also making a lot of them. Um, he won consecutive NBA three-point shooting contests, which, hey, that's something, right? Um, he had four seasons where he hit at least 90% of his free throws. That's tied for the most among players six, eight or taller. And then among forwards, he's the only one that shot better than 40% from three-point range and 85% from the free-throw line. So just a, a, a really, really, really good shooter. In his prime, he was scoring 20 to 25 points per game. And he's tall, too. He's 6'10", which, you know, you kind of, when you look at his stats, you don't really think of a guy, a 6'10 guy, doing the stuff he was doing. But there you go. Nope. Good pick. Good pick. Definitely an underrated Shooter. He's also a member of those those Kings Kings teams in the early 2000s that were just incredible to watch because you had Stojakovic and you had Weber and you had Divots and you had Bibby, and it was just just so much fun to watch those teams play. Yeah, definitely, and they just could never get over that hump. Just kept running into Kobe and Shaq and couldn't get the job done. And referees. Yeah. All right. So for my my next pick, I'm gonna I'm going out on a ledge here a little bit a guy who i think qualifies as both a guard and a forward so i'm going to slot him in in my um i'm going to slot him in in my front court this is a guy who for a few seasons was just a lights out marksman but his this last season kind of declined a little bit i'm still going to say that Kyle Korver is one of the best pure shooters that the NBA has seen. If you so you're going to put him at small forward? I'm going to put him at small forward. I'm yeah, I accept that. He, he was a small forward in, in several seasons. I would accept yeah. that. I'm going to take some liberties with that. If you look at the highest three-point percentage in a season by a player who's at least made 100 or more threes, uh, his 14-15 season is one of the, one of the top the top ones up there. The only people who are above him are some guys who are reserves who didn't really take on the same role that Corver did. For those seasons in Atlanta, it was just lights out. Pre pre Curry explosion. I mean it was hands down this was the best shooter in the league. So much so that he got that one time when he dunked, everyone lost their mind and thought that that was the craziest thing in the world. So Corver dunked in a game? I missed that one. Yeah, there was one he got a he got a break and actually went up and, and dunked it and everyone lost their mind. So yeah, this season he kind of regressed a little bit, but he was still one of the best shooters in the league. It just wasn't up to his level. So I'm gonna take a flyer and say that I'm buying low on Kyle Corver right now, that it was just a down year. 
and that he's gonna he's gonna prove me right that he was and still is one of the best shooters the NBA has ever seen. Okay, it's a good pick. All right, now my final pick. So this is our this is our bench our bench spot. Well, it doesn't have to be. We can figure out our starting lineups right after we get to get our teams in the oh, camp true. and you know run them through the motions. Anyway. Um, so I'm gonna. This is probably gonna be one you guy. I'm gonna bet you did not have anywhere on your list. Okay. So my final pick is Bill Sharman, the guy who invented Sharman toilet paper. No, that's his brother though. Um, so Bill Sharman is it? Hold on. Fame. Is it really? Is it really his brother? No, it's spelled um, different. S H A R M A N. I was about to say, man, that'd be a crazy coincidence. I mean, what a family. Professional basketball player, toilet paper mogul. I mean, Mama Sharman would have done something right. All right, you laugh, but you need to be educated here because this is one of the. This is somebody in NBA history you should know, Bill okay. Sharman. So tell me all about shooting. Him. He was the backcourt mate of Bob Cousy with those great Celtics teams in the late '50s, early '60s. All right, seven times he was named All NBA, four straight times to the first team. Okay, so he's. I mean, he's one of the better players in the game. Hall of Famer, if I didn't already mention that. Yeah. Okay. He had six top 10 finishes in field goal percentage. Now, he was like a 6'1 white dude who probably could barely jump off the floor. So that's pretty impressive. I mean, usually if you're looking at the top 10 in field goal percentage for a season, it's a lot of post players, right? But but Sharman finished in the top 10 six times. Didn't have a three-point shot, of course, so that's why I'm going for something like field goal percentage. Um if you adjust for the era, because if you look back at the shooting percentages from the 60s and the 50s, they were awful compared to today. So if you, if you adjust for the times, he actually has the third best relative field goal percentage by a guard in history. So a guy can shoot. Free throw percentage. He led the league in free throw percentage seven times. That's a record. And then he had 10 straight years where he was in the top four in free throw percentage, and that's tied for the longest such streak in history. And as a bonus... As a bonus, Bill Sharman was the head coach for the 71-72 Lakers, who went 69-13, and won the NBA title, won 33 games in a row. So I can have Sharman coach the team while he's not playing. <laughs> okay. All right. I like this Boom. strategy. I like how you're thinking. I did not... Oh, man. I did not think about who would be a good coach for my team, because I didn't, I didn't even know we were going there. You have taken it to the next. I'm level, just thinking so. at a different level. You know, that's just you, know. you really are. I th- my my smartest thing was arguing that the hook shot is a shot, and that's not even that's not even that clever. It's borderline stupid. So, man, all Cons- right, that's consider the source. That's <laughs> that's a good. All right, that's a good pick. I've never heard of him, but we learned something today. Bill you seriously Charman. never heard of Bill Sharman? Really? I've never I've never heard of Bill Sharman, and I'd like to know how if anyone listening to this. If you've heard of Bill Sharman, tweet at StatMuse and let us know. Hey, man, I know Bill Sharman. You're an idiot for not knowing Bill Sharman. But no, I don't. I didn't know it. But if he led the league in all those shooting percentages that time, I mean, he's obviously a good choice. We'll see. All right. For my final pick. So I'm I'm kind of torn here. I have I have one that I want to lean. I'm that I want to go for. I'm going to tell you who's who's getting cut first of all. I want to shore up my front court and get arguably one of the best front court players of all time in Tim Duncan, just because he can sit there and throw it off the backboard like crazy, just because I want him showing up in practice wearing jean shorts and 
uh, camouflage or whatever he actually wears to to practices. But if you look at his other his field goal percentage, even for shooting as much as he did in his prime, was pretty high, like in the fifties. But I mean, he was not a good uh, free no, throw he, shooter. No, he said he said some really bad seasons from the line. Yeah, he's not a good free throw shooter, even though that. That bank shot from the elbow in his prime was just just money. So I can't, Timmy D. You're really good at one aspect of shooting, but not not the pure thing. So I'm gonna, yeah. I mean yeah. You when you think great shooters, Tim Duncan does not leap to mind. Yeah. Well, even and even if it's great front court shooters, you, we still have some. He's still issues. way way down my list. Yeah, and we talked about Kareem's free throw shooting, but Kareem's free throw shooting is still much higher than that and Kareem was Kareem's the skyhook was a lot more dominant than the the Tim Duncan bank shot but so for my final pick I am gonna this is very subjective and it's I'm going by flair more than statistics the second most unstoppable shot to me that was hit very accurately was Hakeem Olajuwon's dream shake that oh, shot you, man, you that are just shot stretching it was here unstoppable here's my here's my argument behind it Go through and look at Akeem's stats. Look at all of his stats throughout this throughout the years. Over fifty percent field goals in his season, all the time in his prime. It even his even rose up, like in the early nineties when he started developing as more of a of a shooter than like the early Hakeem that was just dunking all over everybody. My argument behind this: name a center, a big man who you would anchor in your team, who's a who's a better shooter who has a better that better touch than Dirk Nowitzki Dirk Dirk I think yes Dirk and if Dirk was although he's he most people consider him a power forward not a center yeah but if Dirk if Dirk was available I would have I would have snatched Dirk up because Dirk is a better shooting big man than anyone in NBA history but the what good we'll just I'll embed like a video or something if if I can find a compilation of Akeem's dream shake and how he's just spinning around and turning and shooting over people from 15 feet. That, again, we're not doing the best pure shooters in the NBA, but if you had to, you have to have a big man, and the qualification is that dude can shoot. Hakeem, I'm really going for marketability with my team. I think you're stretching a definition, too, of, of, of a pure shooter, but... Uh, well, that, uh, that, so that, I said, we're not that's doing fine, pure though, because. You're, you're going to have Hakeem and Kareem out there on the floor, and they're going to be chasing my guys around, and, and your head's going to be spinning. I got Steph. I got you, you have no one that can stay with Steph. Steph's going to be dribbling behind his back, and if he gets double teamed, toss it over to Ray Allen. I'm just going to oh, no, I've got that I'm, noted. I've got that noted defensive specialist Steve Nash. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> my team is going to rain threes on yours, and then if you want to start playing the shot on them they're going to dump it down to where i have the best shooting big men that there are over seven feet tall once anyway again, best best shooting you're really that definition you're really kind of we said this was this had some subjectivity to it right and he's my it, last it pick he's my last pick the key all right so let, let's let, let's review what's what it's what's your team again all right my team is backcourt steph curry ray allen with the front court of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the in the center spot, Kyle Korver is my small forward, and then Rick underhanded Barry throwing him up from the free throw line, and then I'm just going to bring the dream off the bench. 
Okay, and so mine is I've got Steve Nash at the point, Reggie Miller at shooting guard. I'll play Peja Stojakovic small forward, Larry Bird at power forward, Dirk Nowitzki at center, and I'll have Bill Sharman, player coach, who will come off the bench. Bill Sharman, who may or may not be a real person. No one, no <laughs> one I knows. Should, I should just made somebody up, <laughs> made up a bunch of stats. You would not have known the difference. No, I, tr- I mean, I usually trust you, which you could use against me very much. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap this up. This was maybe an exercise in futility, but I thought it was kind of fun. Just trying to assemble our own team by position to see who could assemble the best shooting team. I think Steph Curry just alone is enough to push me over the edge, but I mean, my team, if these two teams met, I definitely think my team would would dominate you from the shooting perspective. Coach Bill Sharman may be able to come up with some kind of creative game plan, I don't know. I guess, I guess I, who's my coach? I guess I would have, I just give the ball to Steph and say, Steph, just do, just do whatever you want. That's well, my that's my strategy. Yeah, that all sounds really good. I've got five guys. All five guys who were who would start for me are all volume three point shooters, basically. And so you can do what you want. You can put Akeem and Kareem in the post, and they can score their little two points at a time. I'll be taking mine three at a time, and it'll be twenty plus point victory. All right. Well, head to our blog blog.statmuse.com. We're gonna put some stats from the from this episode on there. We'll have some shot charts and we'll have some videos for you to check out. And then tell us, either vote on our on our blog page or tweet either one of us at Chad J. Shanks, at Jay Kabatko, or at StatMuse. Let us know whose who's team is better or let us know if we left anybody off. If there's someone you would have put on, just let us know what you think because we just want to know that someone out there is listening to us and it makes it all worthwhile. So, until the next time, I am Chad Shanks. He is Justin Kabatko. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stat Stories.